Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Third and Twenty Dynasty Podcast, Season Two, Episode Forty One. For the first time is since the draft, I believe we have the whole crew back. Um, Lewis and Jake were out last week. I was out two weeks ago, uh, but now everyone's back, and we do have some interesting news and notes to kick it off. Um, nothing too crazy, but Jarvis Landry, he's signing with the New Orleans Saints. I'm just going to kick it right off to you guys. Do it, does this move the needle at all? Dynasty perspective, how's it? You know, what does it do for Landry? Michael Thomas, Olave, Jameis Winston. Who's it affect the most, the least? Go ahead. James does not- Michael does Michael Thomas play another snap for the Saints? Yeah, I think I think that's the bigger thing. I don't think Landry affects Michael Thomas as much as Michael Thomas affects Michael Thomas. Like I don't know what's the deal with his ankle injury. I, I read somewhere that he's still not fully healthy. I don't know if any of you guys saw that. I don't know if it's about even his health at this point. I think it might be the Saints wanting to move on from him, him wanting to move on from the Saints, just a kind of a mutual split here. I don't think either is too happy with each other right now. I don't know. I feel like because the Saints have made some moves to like keep this window open, that they, that Michael, because I, to me, that's what Michael Thomas wanted, is he just wanted to be part of a contender. Saints kind of seemed like they were going to have to rebuild after Breeze. They've made moves to put together a pretty competitive offense. I don't know. I just think in terms of Landry's stock, pretty stagnant, right? Landry's going to get his yeah. piece of the pie. He's too good to not demand a decent amount of targets. Absolutely. What happens with Michael Thomas and Olave, I think no matter what it's speculation, but for sure the tight ends – like there was already a shit show in in New Orleans where it's like Taysom Hill's going back. You already have a split between Troutman and and Juwan Johnson. It's like now all of a sudden I don't want anything to do with these tight ends. And another thing I w- I might want to pose to you guys: everyone is going and saying like, oh, Abram Smith could be a guy that's in line for touches. His stock has been rising in rookie drafts and by consensus. Do we just see a New Orleans team that's like, okay, we're just gonna not use this two-headed backfield as much and we're going to throw the ball now that Sean Payton is not there more than people are expecting I would love for them to just unleash full Jameis Jameis over here just let him be the fullest potential of Jameis Winston 30-30 season I would absolutely be for it not gonna lie do I think it happens probably not but uh that's just really too- all their moves are pointing to like we're gonna throw the ball. Yeah, you know? this is I I I'm kind of agreeing with you here, Frank, in terms of like I think this is gonna be a team that is going to model itself similar to the Buccaneers offense of the Jameis 30-30 team, where um you had the Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rashad Perryman, you have three, you know, I wouldn't call them similar receivers because michael thomas no no one's similar to mike evans in that regard for michael thomas jarvis landry chris olave but you have three good receivers that you know should be getting the ball a decent amount on top of that you know you had cameron Brait and oj howard you have troutman and um who was it Jawan johnson Taysom hill um Taysom hill (laughs) i think olave kind of fills the mike mike evans role though in terms not, of like that vertical they're not threat, similar they're not similar. They're not similar body types, but I think they fill yeah. a similar role. 
I, I guess. I actually I mean, think Landry around. being there will be good for Olave. Um, uh, it's deep, secondaries are only going to focus on Olave. Who are they bringing attention to? Troutman, James Johnson. Uh, like, I, I think it's a weak argument, though. If you're if you're you're debating like what secondaries are going to focus on for for Chris Olave, it just tells me Chris Olave probably isn't that good. You know, it's kind of like the Devontae Smith argument. Like, oh, secondaries were keying in on Devontae Smith. That's why he couldn't be good. I don't necessarily agree with that. I just think if you're good, you're good, and you're going to get the ball. Um, I I don't know, though. I, I think, for me, it's kind of just a wash. Like, this isn't a very exciting Saints team, I feel like, even though it has all the big names. I just I don't think these guys are going to be all that great other than Michael Thomas. And I think Jarvis Landry will be fine. Like you said, Frank, he kind of, it just is who he is. He's going to get that like 20% target share. He'll be a serviceable wide receiver on your team that you can kind of just depend on and plug him in. But other than that, I'm not too hyped about this team. Dude, I don't, I, I like the Saints. I think the Saints are going to be a pretty darn good football. You team. are a Saints guy. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. They have a Steelers... top five defense in the league. And now look at all the if, weapons they add on. If their you own. didn't have all that Steelers stuff behind you, I'd be like, Oh, Frank, I, I don't, I might don't be a Saints fan. I don't think they make the, I agree with Joe Saints believe they can make, make a run this year. Nobody else does make a run. My name's nobody else. All right. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. I mean, like, yeah, I mean... like, I'd be, I'd be impressed if they reach like the seven seed, they might get like one of those last wild card spots, but that's for me i think they're ceiling and then a first round exit yeah well all right i think we all agree tampa bay's probably got well i don't know actually well, what about james could give tampa bay can we, get, can we get to james a little bit what is james's yeah, price tag he now? is he is who he is uh, i i don't know so he's probably still second, in the mid-second right? mid-second sure i'd say mid-second i'm not if i have james i'm not trading him for a late second especially in this draft um He's I'm worth apparently an early second round pick right around Brandon Cook, CEH, Tony Pollard. That's actually a little bit higher than I thought it was. But I, I dude, QB23, I actually like Jameis as a buy right now. I um, agree with that. Like, to be completely honest, th- this is going to be a hot take. I'm, I'm coming okay. in here. I'm just going to forewarn you. Okay. Prepared. I'm getting prepared. I think that Jameis Winston and Derek Carr are way similar in price that, that, or they should be more similar in price than they actually are. I, at the, at well, the end of the day, Jameis is still under 30. The dude's a former number one overall pick. He's shown it before. I mean, the guy's a fucking awesome dude. I, he's he right now. He's in that category where it's like, you could probably still get him for a second. I think realistically he should be worth a late first. I'm not going out there and buying him for a late first, and especially not like a 23 or a 24 late first, but you're telling me a 2022, 112, 111. Come on. Well, I think realistically well, would, Jameis should be up there. Uh, who would you rather have, Kenny Pickett or Jameis? Jameis. For Dynasty? <laughs> yeah. Kenny Pickett. I, well, that's an interesting argument. I think part part of it because Kenny Pickett just needs to show a little bit and his price will skyrocket, where Jameis kind of has to be a stud for his price to skyrocket. Well, that, let's not even talk price about, like, flipping them. Like, let's just say neither one you're going to trade. Like, you're just keeping in Dynasty. And your quarterback, too. Exactly. I think I'd rather Pickett. have Jameis. 
I mean, how many seasons do you guys think Jameis is going to be a starter after this? He's one? only 28. <laughs> he has a good how many year. seasons can't pick it is. <laughs> yeah, but being a first-round pick will buy you some leeway with a few seasons. Yeah, but dude, Jameis only needs... If Jameis makes one run this year, if Jameis goes out and wins the division this year, he's getting a contract extension in New Orleans. I, I, I just do not see a world where the Saints can beat the Bucks for the division. I, I, see, I just Why? disagree with that. The, the, I, look at the I, problem with the Saints either. last year. Well, the know. Saints had a nasty team. Their offense was just bad. And it was Am good I? with Jameis there. It was good. Damn. Now, Am I crazy? Was that, was that this year or last year? Like the... The 2021 season or the 2020 season that the Saints beat the Bucks twice? That was last year. As in, as in this most recent season? Yes, this most recent season. Yeah, so I, I that's why I, I originally was on the side of Lunas, and then I was like, wait, but the Saints already did beat them twice. Dude, like, their defense the has the key. Dennis Allen has the formula, and they have the personnel. They're the only team that can go toe-to-toe with Brady because that that secondary is super physical and extremely talented and very well coached. And I they have a really the, good pass rush. With their defense is fucking amazing. They're I know that their defense too. is great, but I just I don't believe in the offense. Like I love Olave. I think Kamara is obviously a superstar running back. I'm just way lower on the Saints team and way lower on Jameis Winston. I think like if I had to set an over under on seasons that he starts, he's going to start this one probably like two, maybe maybe three. I don't see him starting that many more seasons. Like he he was alright last year, but I think. If the Saints miss the postseason, well, they actually don't even have their first. But I don't know. I don't see it. Like, for me, Pickett was the easy decision to take. And I'm not even high on Pickett. I just know he's a first-round pick that Pittsburgh t- uh, took. Yeah, so I mean, he's going to have a couple seasons. Yeah, I'm, with, I'm with Joe Herbert. Let James from, look. From, from a value perspective, right, like, Pickett's <laughs> just more valuable currently. So I get that. But, like, let's say that whatever evens out the value you could get on top to move from Pickett to Jameis, I'm, I'm taking Jameis. Because, I mean, just, like, look through all the quarterbacks picked after pick 15, shout Mac Jones, uh, in the first round. You got, like, Kenny Pickett, Jordan Love, uh, Dwayne, ha- well, Dwayne Haskins was pick 15, but still. Um, Lamar is your one guy that you could kind of point to and be like, okay. Uh, Paxton Lynch, Johnny Manziel. Like, like, there's not many good players picked after pick 15 that end up being anything. And at least with Jameis, we have seen – Although how ugly it was, his 30-30 season, I, from a fantasy standpoint, like, you live with that all day. Yeah, I'm I'm more concerned with being able to throw touchdowns than I am with, oh, you throw a lot of picks. Let's look at the other, the other Saints quarterback, Drew Brees. Let's He's not act back. like he didn't throw a lot of interceptions. Oh, I thought you were going to bring up him. I mean, yeah, he didn't he throw 30 back. in a season. Like, obviously, Jameis threw a lot more, but... Dude, if you look at Breeze's numbers, he threw a lot more picks than you would think. So, if there's any team that's going to put up with Jameis going out there every year throwing 15 picks, it's going to be the fucking Saints. I think I think it was a part in my take podcast that was like, imagine if Brett Favre was playing in this day and age. like People would crucify him <laughs> with how many picks he threw. <laughs> Just, um, I don't know. Jay, I mean, we can mm-hmm. move on to end it, but Jameis like, didn't really do much like he's he's all right like he had a beneath 60 percent completion percentage last year but ignore that give me the crab um, legs i don't see them as a playoff team if they are they're probably a seven seed and first round exit i uh, maybe i should put in a bet for them to make the playoffs betting jt i'm um, way lower on the saints than james and all of i you. should have made a bet with you last year with the raiders not being a playoff team 
or the Raiders being a playoff team in my end. <laughs> no, the Raiders surprised hmm. me. I'll admit I was I'm I'm higher on Derek Carr now, but no, I don't I don't see it with uh, James. See, now I feel like this is a year that you shouldn't be higher on Derek Carr though. I, I, I like no 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 no. I, I just <laughs> I just kept saying I'm well I used to be like like Yeah, well okay, you were a hater. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was Derek Carr. It's, hater, it's not like I'm like a fan of him now. I just don't like hate on him as much. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh all right, now we can move on to Deshaun Watson has a potential suspension looming. Uh, he's meeting with NFL officials down in Houston, I believe. Um, personally, I think he does get suspended. I don't know if you guys are on the same page. Um, but is there concern over length? Like whether it's I, – I think if I pulled the room, four games. Do we think four games is probably what's coming? You think higher, Jake? I, I, I was thinking eight. I was thinking six to eight as well. I six think it's going to be eight. I don't, I'm guessing he might – uh, appeal it and say like last season was kind of out of no i literally this is a situation where yeah, i it's not gonna how it's gonna go. that appeal uh, that last season but how many how many was zeke suspended six. i think you see a similar suspension to wasn't zeke. it six was it but six? got reduced to four yes but that was also there's no proof and no one case not 22 <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no that's true that's true no there was wasn't yes. there a video there was a video but the case number part is true well, the um, video component's big, as we see. Yeah, see, I think, yeah, I think of like JT's right. The video matters more than the crime or the evidence, like the allegation. Oh right? yeah, because like, the NFL yeah, just cares I about the look PR. at um, yeah, look at Kareem Hunt, look at Ray Rice. Those guys, the video came out, and then all of a sudden, the NFL's like, yeah, we gotta suspend you. So yeah, I, I just, I genuinely have no idea. All I do know is that Ian Rappaport keeps on saying like the Browns kind of want Baker for when. Deshaun Watson misses games, but obviously yeah, that's Deshaun not going to happen. That's uh, not but yeah, obviously, regardless of no suspension or not, the money. Like I'm never a follow the money guy, but this is the one scenario where it's probably yeah. accurate. Where it's like, okay, yeah. they gave the guy 250 million dollars. Like he's going to be playing. You know? <laughs> yeah, but did you well, see did the you salary see what for they, this year? The salary for this year, this year is exactly. one million. Does one that matter? Million. Like Deshaun Watson's it's, value matters long term. Like I think if you were willing to hold the oh, back yeah. all of oh, yeah. last year, eight games or even another season isn't the end of the world. Like it, it but, sucks. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think this is. A, you could suspend him for the whole season. I don't think that really changes Deshaun Watson's dynasty value a whole lot. I think it's more so teams are in the position that they're like, "Am I a contender or not?" And I'm sure they would feel a heck of a lot better if they had Deshaun Watson for you know the majority of the season. So I think that's kind of where I would be looking at it. At least like it does drastically change how you look at your team if you're going with a Deshaun Watson into the season or without. Um, I don't personally. I think it's a small like. Although I may not agree with it personally, I just I think it's going to be a small suspension, so I don't think it's going to affect him a whole lot. Yeah, no, I I still have no idea what to expect. Yeah, but hasn't his value like if you're concerned about a suspension, you can sell him now for at least oh, a good no. enough price compared to last year. You couldn't. No, I mean but, suspension or not for dynasty, if you if you have him now at this point after everything, you yeah, but I think you're just like his him. price is at least high enough now that you can suspension. sell. Yeah, yeah you but, can if you want, but you're still not going to get the price you probably bought at. And it's just not worth it because if you let yeah. him play, once he gets back on the field that, and people see he's still the Deshaun Watson we know from Houston and he's going to put up those big numbers and big fantasy points, people are going to go, wait, what happened to him? He did what? Ah, oh, it's fine. He's putting up fantasy points. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, just, what ha it's just what happens. 
It's the, not right, but it's what happens. The issue with Deshaun Watson, and this actually might be a, a bigger issue with Joe Burrow than anyone, is he, he's ranked like significantly behind Joe Burrow. And to me, it's like Joe Burrow is a good quarterback, but he's just like that. He's going to get you 15 to 20 points per game while Deshaun has that like 25 point per game kind of ceiling. And, you know, career length shouldn't be that big of a factor. Deshaun's only a couple years older. Like, to me, I think Deshaun still has space to go up. So I personally wouldn't be, if I have him and I've held him this whole time, and I think he's yeah, getting no, suspended. I'm not, I'm not moving point. off him at this point. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I, we could come back to this when we get the full details on what happens. Who knows? The biggest news of the week, though, my guy, Brian Edwards, again traded to the Falcons. Just uh, I love the disappointed look on Jake and Lewis's face. <laughs> they brought that up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like it's hard for me to even get excited about this, to be honest. Like, I like the change of scenery for him, but he's moving from his starting quarterback to his backup quarterback when he was on the Raiders. I was, I was about to say, you're going to be the number three receiving option in a Marcus Mariota passing attack. Like, Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I, ideally, though, there is the idea, and it gives all of us Brian and Edwards truthers who, I mean, this is just terrible process on my end. If it was any other wide receiver, like, just sub in Denzel Mims or, or someone else of old who hasn't really done a whole lot yet, I'd be telling you to sell him on the hype instantly. But there's just something with Brian Edwards that I can't I can't shake. And it's just, oh, well, if the, the Falcons aren't that good, they're going to get a quarterback, and then he's going to be the third option on a cool team with a cool quarterback, and then that's going to be awesome. And he might even be the second. He's better than Drake London kind of thing. So that's – I. Look, don't listen to me on any of this. Follow zero. He's got to beat out Auden Tate first. He's better than Auden Tate. I will stand on that. The point I'm making is he's closer to Auden Tate than he is Drake London. (laughs) Look, I'm not going to come. You know how I am. (laughs) (laughs) Do as I... No, don't do as I say here. <laughs> Just don't listen what, to me. What's, what's Brian Edwards' price at right now? Did you get like a hype I, I would guess a mid-third. Yeah probably yeah that's that's the issue is i was gonna be the guy that's like oh selling the hype but i think everyone what for like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was saying if you can somehow get like a late second or maybe like brian edwards in a third rounder to move into the second well you, you like guys know where like I, that, but you know where i stand on this but like who would you guys rather have brian edwards or taekwon thornton taekwon thornton no it's not yeah. worth it. it because if you're doing that, you're also giving up another. At least like, I kind of, I kind of have an idea. Of, I, I, I kind of have an idea of what Brian Edwards is. At least with Taquan Thornton, like we don't fully know yet. And yeah, I mean that's pick. honestly, if it wasn't Brian Edwards and it was again like a like like say yes, remove the name the and it was thing, just someone yeah, who had. I would like, probably his, tell you to go get Taquan Thornton. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm but, taking Thornton. But it's Brian Edwards, so I'm not going to tell you to do that. But. At the end I, of the I, day, I though, it's you like, going down with the ship. Yeah. If Brian Edwards is his currently wide receiver 84. I mean, even if you want to bump his, his stock up another 10 wide receiver spots, like, okay, now he's firmly a mid to late third. I, I think if you like Brian Edwards before, there isn't enough of a price jump for you to really get off of him unless someone in your league is overpaying. Yeah. yeah. So I, I actually I actually don't mind holding. Um I I wouldn't love it, but 
what else are you going to do unless you're getting an overpay? Exactly. I mean, maybe and you can use also, them as a chip in a bigger deal, but... Or you just hold them and you reap the benefits of Terrell Owens, Randy Moss. I think the Adams. other thing, too, though, is that Brian Edwards, at least at South Carolina, felt like... I don't have the stats to back it up, but he felt like he was the most inconsistent player of all time. One week, he's catching three touchdowns against Georgia, and the next week, he's doing nothing, and then the next week, he's injured, and the next week, it's back to three touchdowns. It's like, okay, if we're if history is going to repeat itself, let me just wait one of these weeks for Brian Edwards to have his three-touchdown game against a good team, then we sell for a second, and then we're happy. I actually agree with that. And we get someone better. Look, as as the resident Brian Edwards guy, I'm pulling up his, his stats right now. I would be surprised to see. Yeah, he's had four touchdowns his entire career so far. So I don't know when this this multi touchdown game is coming, but it'll happen. It'll happen. Watch, watch for that one so. random game against Carolina. Come on, <laughs> all right. All right. It's going to be like a it. Thursday night grindy kind of matchup between two teams who are like. Two games under 500, three games under 500. Brian Edwards is going to go out there and have a two touchdown game. He was like the league leader in just touchdowns taken away, though. If you remember the beginning of the season, he had so many like long touchdowns called back. Um, all right, moving on. I, this is just whatever. No one cares that much other than me. Um, OTA hype is now starting. I saw and um, slander and slander. <laughs> Traylon Burks had needed an inhaler or something. Um, on the other side, Wandell Robinson, I heard, looked really good. Danny Gray on the 49ers, I've been seeing a lot of. And it's just, uh, they're beat writers. I have no trust in any beat writer out there. I'm sorry, beat writers. I know you, uh, it's your job and everything, but I no trust, no faith. Not even, it's not even I don't either. camp yet. We yeah. wonder why I don't trust him. these reactions. Last year, I went to Steelers training camp. I came into the season thinking that Deontay was overrated. I actually rated him as overrated in our overrated, underrated segment. I went to Steelers training camp. I see Deontay Johnson just mossing everyone. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I, I was wrong. Deontay Johnson is good. I go on Twitter right after training camp and like during the training camp. I mean, it was it's tough to get signal in the stadium because they were doing it at the stadium with all the COVID stuff. But I'm going through after, and I'm seeing a whole bunch of people being like, oh, Deontay Johnson not having a good day today. It's like, bro, what? A, what? Like, this yeah. guy's out here. He's playing every snap. He is in every set, and he, he's mossing people. Like, what do you mean he looks – so if that's happening in, in Pittsburgh, it's only happening everywhere else, right? Like, it's only happening everywhere else. So, yeah, I agree. You can't trust anything. And what's annoying is that – Sometimes it's right. It's just too inconsistent for you to ever put faith in it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Darwin Thompson was lighting up Chiefs camp and then he moved up to yep. like the beginning of the second when he yeah. was on draft? Yeah, yeah. I, to be fair, I think Devin Singletary also he got pushed up decently into the first. I remember. Yeah, that no, I never I care about these camp reports. It's yeah. just at the end of the day when we have better metrics to go off of. Unless there's, like, something crazy. And, and even then, it's like, okay, what, what's the crazy? Someone getting arrested? Is that even, like, training camp? Like, you, you just have to go off of the metrics that made you believe in the player more so than some random reports because the metrics and the process that you have probably is a better indicator of success than the reports. So you just have to 
just live under the rock for a couple months, right? Like Jamar Chase and his drops, Justin Jefferson worse than oh KJ Osborne. I, it's every year and people fall for it every year, but we don't. We hold strong over here. All yeah, right. you just but, keep like eight containers of salt, no grains, like containers. Uh, <laughs> Frank Frank uh, mentioned talking about arrests during minicamp, and well, you know, Jerry Judy got arrested. But to be honest, this kind of feels like a nothing burger. I. Seems like we don't really know what's going to happen dropped. yet. Yeah. Did his price go down? I mean, maybe I he took an initial drop. They said he wasn't going to jail or anything. I don't know. What we want to know what's hilarious is that it. I don't know if this is true. I think it is. I saw pictures on Twitter that the Broncos practice facility is right next to one of like the jails or prisons in Denver. Did you guys yeah. see that? That's no. crazy. No, no I, I see that. So there were so, there were some great quality memes about that with, <laughs> with Jerry G. I I pulled up his um what do you call it his his keep trade cut chart to see what the public was doing about him. Um it looks like not probably nothing happened. Uh, like probably felt like uh, one or two spots. Like two Actually, like 150 points. I think tomorrow we're going to do our Dynasty Stonks. Check it out on YouTube if you have not yet. It's a cool new thing we're doing. Um, it looks like he actually did. He'll, he'll probably be one of the biggest followers, to be honest, next week. He did um, drop. The thing is, is it tangible? Is anyone is anyone actually selling at this new price, or is it just no, keep it, trade cut it bait? doesn't change the way I viewed him in Dynasty. Yeah, he's... You know how I feel. I don't think it's like a big thing. All right, we can move on. Jay Judy doesn't really feel like it's going to. And then finally, this one's a tough one. Uh, Tariq Cohen. video. Yeah. Did you you guys watch and listen to the. Because the main thing is not just he, like, you heard the. Yeah, you heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Really feel bad for the guy. He was working out, um, actually live streaming his workout and had a bad pop. People are saying ACL, MCL, Achilles, something Achilles. Yeah, I think it's Achilles. Whenever you hear, a yeah, pop, it was the back of his calf. Mm. So, regardless, it seems like he's probably going to miss the season, and this potentially could be a career for Tariq Cohen. Um, just tough. He was actually someone that, like, I was going to sneakily try and you know acquire around draft time when we do our draft or something because I just figure, you know, he he's so lowly rated on keep trade cut and he's someone that could provide a nice little floor with his pass catching opportunities on an offense that really doesn't have a whole lot going for it but unfortunately you know real life stuff happens terry cohen back to back just terrible injuries i don't know i, I don't yeah, have that much guy, more that to add. it's gonna be montgomery and khalil herbert and both of them are good khalil herbert looked good last season when he played uh for khalil herbert look real he's nice a good backup back running back yeah uh, so it's just going to be dumb Even though I do think Montgomery has the majority share and will have a good year this year, but I do like Khalil Herbert as well. Yeah, well, that stinks. Sorry, Tariq. Right. Yeah. I taught, I never want to see that. All right, let's just move on, though. Kick it off with our first post-draft rookie mock. We, we kind of talked about landing spots and, and how we think it affected people in terms of where they were versus ADP. But now we're actually going to go and put ourselves in a real-life setting where we are going to mock draft these guys. Um, we randomized the order beforehand, and so we have Loomis kicking us off with the one-on-one, snaking it down. 
Lewis, who are we taking one on? Oh, Brees Hall. Um, I feel like he's just kind of been the consensus. This is one, oh my bad pick. Uh, this is an easy for me. One on one, this trap is pretty easy. Uh, I, I guess maybe you can make some case if you really love one of the receivers, but I think Brees Hall is going to be a stud running back. Uh, he's already what is he on keep check cut like running back six, running back five. Yeah, if you want one of those receivers, you should really try to trade down. Trade back. There's like a multiple round difference in startup value and in like keep trade cut value. Like it's just consensus value. Brees Hall is easy one. Yeah, so that that's kind of the easiest selection of the draft. All right, um, I'm up at two. Brees Hall went one. Me at two. I'm going to stick to my guns. Joe Herbert's in chat. He's not going to like it. Jake's already typing it in for me. Traylon Burks. <laughs> I know that he, you know, not great. <laughs> he's just an inhaler. But look, he looked explosive at least. I, you know, he's working hard out here. He's pushing. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, if anything, it shows hustle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he was gassed all, after one practice. Yeah, in all serious, that was, that was, really that was good a good college profile. Yeah. That was a reach. Oh, on, on Traylon Burks? I mean, Brees Hall at one, no shot. Oh, yeah. Brees Hall at one. <laughs> yeah. No way. Reach. Terrible. Play. Um, I can't believe Traylon Burks fell to me at two. I'll just snatch him <laughs> up here. Um, actually, I don't know. There's not. I, I've defended him enough. His college profile, I really liked. I, I don't really care that he was the seventh receiver off the board or whatever he was. It doesn't matter to me. Give me Traylon. All right. All right Hank, now man. moving on to Jake. Well, I'm going to take my receiver one from the start. He went receiver one in the draft, and I don't see why he shouldn't be receiver one in rookie drafts. So I'm taking Drake London. Um, love the player. Love the fit in Atlanta. Honestly, I think he's going to just have a great rookie year and not miss a beat. Well, I'm going to go in here. Oh, wait, it's, it's NYJ. Garrett Wilson at 104 here for me. Wide receiver for the Jets. Um, kind Captain of just like... inhaler at 102. <laughs> General inhaler. <laughs> um, yeah, just kind of taking a falling receiver. But now... I mean, the top four, it's almost like, okay, after, I mean, mainly just 102 to 104. What order do you like those three receivers, at least for our pod? Because Kenneth Walker is kind of there. I hate 105 because I really just don't want Kenneth Walker. I do not want to pick him. But okay, I don't know well, what receiver I want here. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of thing. Um, it's like, all Jameson. right, well, if you're not doing him, what are you doing? I think I'm going to take Jameson, but like, wow. I'm not going to lie. I am actually considering George Pickens or Jahan Dotson. It's just, it's too high for them. Well, funnily enough, in our um, league that we took over uh, last year, Jameson Williams went 103. Yeah. Which, let me make sure about that because I thought he could have even gone 102. Um, he went, yeah, 103. So, I mean, it seems like he's just sneaking up there. I don't really know what he's done to, like, get pushed up. Like, it's not like the Lions are an incredible landing spot or anything. He got drafted kind of around where he was projected to get drafted. But it just seems like he's moving up for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Jameson Williams. I don't love taking him here. Um, but I think that James I, – I don't, I don't want Kenneth Walker. I don't think Kenneth Walker is that great of a running back prospect. So, well, now um, Jake is up, and do you I'm pull swinging for upside? Does Jake go with Kenneth Walker here? 
Uh, I, I kind of agree with Frank that I don't love it, but just compared to the other players on the board, it's it's just he, you have to take him here. I'm going to do it. Um, I don't think the fit's great in Seattle, but I think he's going to get the opportunity. Uh, I think this, this Seattle team is going to be not great, obviously, in the post-Russell Wilson years. And they kind of said, I think we're going to pound the rock here. They took a running back high. They still have Chris Carson if he stays healthy. They still have Rashad Penny. I think that's the way they're going to try to go here, especially with it looks like Drew Locke at quarterback. You want to know what scares me about Kenneth Walker outside of some of just, you know, the fact that he's a one-year wonder and to me kind of an underdeveloped runner and not great in the passing game. I don't think that. Re- so, <laughs> yeah. Other than yeah, that, besides all that, um, do we really think Pete Carroll is going to be coach of the Seahawks next year? Do we, are we really going to stick with this, with, 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 with what we got going here in Seattle? I to me, if you're going to pick one were... dumpster fire in the NFL day one, to me, it's Seattle. I'll, I'll put it this way. You could have chose between Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. It looked I was like about that was to say, something. I think if they were going to, it would have been this offseason. Because it's like, yeah. now that Russell Wilson is gone, like after he has like a mediocre record with Drew Locke, like now you're going to fire him? Like, yeah, but do you trust do you trust Pete Carroll to, and, and what's going on in Seattle to rebuild? No. I know that. I don't, the, the Seattle organization, I don't think, you know, we're different looking at it from the outside we're not the Seattle organization who I think has made a lot of bad decisions in the past. And I just, I don't think they're going to change. I think that's just who Seattle is. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't think that's the answer you wanted, but it's just like, (laughs) I kind of with you. I think if they were going to, it would have been last off season. I mean, I'm not, wouldn't be surprised if maybe two years from now or three years from now. Sure. But I don't look. This is a team that starting quarterback. Listen, in terms of Russell Wilson, yeah, true. It's kind of, other than that, kind of just a bad organization, I feel like. I mean, they did have all those, you know, Legion of Boom that they drafted themselves, but like Bobby Wagner yeah, or those guys. I, I agree, but it's just, part of me is like, okay, well, times are a little bit different. Another part of me is like, we got to give some credit to Seattle's other coaches as well for developing some players and, and, and having success with their systems. And I just, I don't trust it. And, and with Kenneth Walker, I, I, Kenneth Walker definitely has upside. I'm not saying he doesn't. I just, I see so many factors and I feel like I have to get so many things to go right for him to really be an elite running back. I don't mind drafting him to trade him or trading back from the pick from Kenneth Walker. If you're at one Oh five, it's, I don't want to take him. I don't want to, I don't want to have Kenneth Walker come to the beginning of the season, even if he has a lot of upside. Sure. But I'm saying like, you could, I can understand taking Jamison Williams over him. He's probably the consensus one Oh six. Um, or actually is the consensus one Oh six. So like, it doesn't make a difference, but after that, there's kind of a tear break where you're like, I really don't want to take, Chris Olave, Sky Moore, Kenny Pickett, Christian Watson, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson. I don't want to take those guys with a top five or six rookie pick. I just don't think anyone really is wants to do that. I think of anybody, you're going to want to take the running back with the most upside there. And I think that's 
just what happens to be Kenneth Walker in this draft. Do I love it? No, but I think that's just kind of where the board falls in this draft. Honestly, you want to know I forgot existed is Sky Moore. Is Sky what? Moore in consideration at all? I'd rather have Sky Moore yeah, than Kenneth that, Walker. That's what I'm taking at 107. Fuck you, JT. Uh, Seattle didn't rush to draft one of these I, bad quarterbacks. Let's give them some credit. Fair. I, that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Pete won't rebuild. Um, He's gone if they miss the playoffs. I think I think Pete Carroll's gone after this year. I think he might just. I think. I think it might if be he's him. gone. He's leaving yeah. on his own accord, kind of thing. I don't, I, yeah, I it might be like a okay. We'll nudge you to leave on your own accord, kind of a. Thing. Yeah, okay. It could be like the Bruce Arians <laughs> of this year, where it's like, hey, Tom's back. Uh, maybe you should, you know, maybe you should not be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Um, I'm taking Sky Moore here after Jake took Kenneth Walker, wide receiver who got drafted by Kansas City at the beginning of the second round. Um, or was he end of the first? No, he's beginning the second, right? I'm not. I think he was like middle to end of the he second. He was mid, yeah, late he was like fifty something. No, 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 no. He was like mid because yeah. he was like forty something, I think. Fifty. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was fifty four. Oh, now we have a, yeah, now we have a controversy. Or was that Pickens? But that's a mid second. Somewhere between right, mid second. Yeah, you're right. Fifty four. Hit on the head. Um, gotta give credit, Frank credit there. Uh, mid second round pick Sky Moore. I just think from a production profile, he's like the best group of five receiver that we've had in a long time um so with that uh, landing spot doesn't mean a whole lot to me this is probably where i would have drafted him regardless he was worse than dwayne eskridge dwayne eskridge was is like 27 dwayne eskridge is in like a nursing home now <laughs> it could have out dwayne eskridge yeah I, I think the thing is is that and, and jt's looking is at like the age adjusted production because if you do yeah. look at the age adjusted production sky <laughs> sky Moore is one of the best yeah, he's I up know, there I, with like Devonte Adams and Cortland Sutton, who they've they've seemed to pan out. Um, I agree, JT. Yeah, he, he would have been. I, it would have been a toss up between him and Pickens, really. I think, but I, this kind of I just I like Sky more and more, so I'm taking Sky more at 107. It seems to be right around where he, I don't think this is a reach. I hope you no, know. I, I agree with him there. At first, coming into the into the rookie draft process, I was kind of like, oh, Sky Moore, like 107, 108. I, I don't like it, but I think it's grown on me a little bit. And if I were in your shoes at that spot, I might actually do the same thing and take Sky Moore there. Thank you. Validation. So, Validation from Frank. These next two picks are tough. I know who I'm taking with the first one, for sure. Right. And that's uh, Chris Olave. I'm not bad, I'll, I'll let you finish that up. Um, uh, I'm taking Chris Olave. Still liked him a lot. Um, I would have taken Sky more ahead of him, but now that he's off the board, uh, good draft capital. He's going to be the number one receiver there and this apparently great passing offense, <laughs> according to you guys. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But um, Michael Thomas I, is still there, Lunas. Yeah, but he does, do you remember when Deshaun Watson didn't pick New Orleans and he's like, yeah, don't blame him. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be there. Um, so now the next pick is tough. No, it's not. So I'm I'm gonna like just close close my eyes and just send it. Kenny Pickett. Oh, I, I, oh thank you. Yeah, thank oh you for taking. Yes, <laughs> he's still a first round quarterback, and if he just does, and I mean the thing that we've seen every single year of first round quarterbacks, no matter how the rookie year goes, like Zach Wilson, you could still get a first four. Justin Fields, you could still get a first four. Mac Jones, you can get a first. Yeah, board. but those guys were so much. Oh God. Okay. Mac Jones was in the teens. Uh, yeah, but he was um, a better prospect. 
Yeah, he's got a point. Justin Herbert, you can get a first four. Oh, no, come on, no. <laughs> I'm explaining, like, I mean, look at look at Justin. Patrick Mahomes, ever heard of him? <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing out the stats. Like, that's it's not comparable when you look at Zach Wilson. What about Blaine Gabbert? Can you get first for Blaine Gabbert? Maybe. Because you guys are comparing to, like, like Justin Herbert. What was Zach Wilson's stats? Like, what, nine touchdowns to how many interceptions? I don't know. great. He it, it was, great his stats were terrible. He just showed flashes, but his stats. Yeah, but if you're going to go off rookie year stats, that's like for quarterbacks, really not super predictive. Like it's not. It's, it's more so. It's more so it's the decent. point that it's more so the point that rookie. And you've said this point before, Frank. Like you're the one who said it before that rookie quarterbacks, despite if they're a first rounder, especially a top twenty pick, even if no matter what they do their rookie season, you could still get really good value for them after their. No, you're right. Year. You're right. Yeah, I just and. So that's why, and again, I still have the philosophy of a quarterback goes, especially in the top 20, he should be a first round pick in rookie drafts. Uh, so at 109 here, I'm fine with taking him. Dude, I'm sorry. That philosophy sucks. I, I don't agree with that at all. Like, I think top why? 20 pick, yeah. Because sure. Jordan Love, that's top why. Jordan Love was 20. what, 26? Okay, so now we're going to make the cutoff top 20. The, the, I agree. Well, JT's so cutoff is better. Top 15 is the cutoff. What pick was Mac Jones? Oh, was Mac Jones 15. exactly fifteen? Yeah, I mean uh, Mac Jones is just a better prospect. I wasn't. Than uh, yes, I wasn't a big Mac Jones guy. To be fair, like I, I was like, oh, we got Mac Jones. Like even like last year was a better draft, but at the end of the first, I was kind of like wincing if I had to take Mac Jones there. Um, I was so, like, like Frank, you you've completely given up on your first round QB already before his career has even started. You're like, you know, <laughs> no, it's already a lock that he's gonna. Suck. He's like, we should have taken. I don't think it's a lock. It's just, dude, I'm not taking him at 109. No, I think he should go end of the first round. This, sure. I'll give like, I'll give Lunas I'll give Lunas points here in terms of like this is just an ugly draft class to me. Like no, because then who, I'm I was I was between him and Pickens. Well, that's who I'm going to um, pick here at 110. Yeah. Oh, use. I was between him and Pickens. And then from there, who else are you considering? I, I couldn't let Jake get him here. Jahan Dotson. Uh, I like. Um, I, I just feel better about Pickett. But go ahead with uh, J, uh, Pickens. Sorry, back Jake. Back-to-back back Pittsburgh players. Yeah, Two I like putting Jake on the spot four. here because this is not where Jake wants to be with no Pickens. No, I was really hoping he'd be there. I'm... You got two Frank picks behind you. I can almost guarantee if you don't pick Dotson here, that's 100% going to Frank. He's, no, Jake it... is going to pick Dotson. Don't worry. The smart yeah. move is actually to pick Dotson, and you'll know that James Cook will be there on the wraparound. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. That will happen. I don't know who I'm going to take here. <laughs> I, I am going to take. I am going to take not- Jahan Dotson here. I was Jahan Dotson guy. I like him. Uh, I don't love the fit, but with potentially Terry McLaurin moving on from Washington, he could just kind of fall into this number one spot here. You I don't consider- love Carson Wentz, but, you know. Um, you're you're I would've, banking on a lot of situations. I would have um, <laughs> taken – I like Christian Watson here. Absolutely not. Yeah, we no know thanks. you do. <laughs> no, thanks. Um. All right, well, we go to Frank with two picks here. He loses Jahan Dotson, who... Oh, my God, this is terrible. (laughs) It's a gross spot. I know you want to take Christian Watson. I'm very intrigued. I'm interested in Frank trade picks. Who who are the the two guys you're taking ahead of Christian Watson right here? This Frank and Jake spot is just a very rough spot in the draft. I don't like... Yeah. 
You're going to have to take Watson or Cook, one of them. It's almost I like I have 112 and 203 in our actual draft. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to lean in. Lean into the dark side, Frank. You 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 got to take him. I'm right. going JT. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, you can fuck all the way off. Oh, Let's you go. can fuck. I'm going all full the, JT right now. All the way off. I can't believe you made that. Oh Let's my go. god. You, you did not. You did not. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I cannot believe Dude, you speaking that. of OTA reports, Stefanski did a JT. He wrote it on the freaking notepad beginning offseason. David Beller bust. He's he's to be fair, what he said was he was the first guy I watched and then told the GM he was a must draft. Thank so, you. Now I does it make me feel good that, that their must draft they passed on twice before getting him at that third round? End of the third yeah. round. And it was end of the no, third but, round, right? But yeah. he's okay. he's a day two receiver. Day two receiver, good profile. <laughs> day two receiver. <laughs> okay. He will Hanging be better than Dotson. He'll be better than Olave. <laughs> he'll be better than Christian Watson. Um, Tyquan Thornton, I guarantee he'll be better than. Um, He's, still we still the have the bet on Christian. That. I will. I'm yeah. confident on Christian Watson over David. Yeah, Bell I know you are because you're not. You know. Well, here you go, Linus. I'm taking Christian Watson here. Tough I don't it. love oh, it. Oh god. So, sorry, sorry for betting on the first receiver taken day two versus one of the last. Oh, you. Digging your own grave here, Lunas. Well, the draft capital between a day two receiver and a day two receiver. Oh, top of the second <laughs> round versus bottom of the third. Like it's like like the like the way the way you word thing, it's so deceiving. It's like how many I don't know how many picks there were in between both of them. Yeah, I'm doing a wordsmith. Uh, all right, Jake, oh, you're up. I hate this. Does anyone want to say anything on Christian Watson? Uh, it's ugly. Uh, it's I like ugly. the day. 201? Why? Why? What? To be, I, fair, I had him at, to be fair, I have him as a 112 ranking. So, I mean, you picked him right there. Yeah, I, just I think like that says more about the early second in this class than it does about Christian Watson yeah. being a late first. I mean, I've already said on previous episodes where my wide receiver rankings, why well, I like Christian Watson, and I didn't get any lower on him from him being the first receiver being <clears> taken day two and going to Green Bay. I think that's only made me like him a little bit more. I think so, Watson, I just threw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Joe. Who, who are you um, taking? Who are you taking over him here? Name like two or three guys that you would have taken over him. Well, I mean, I have players I want to draft, so that, that might happen in a second. Who who are you taking, Jake? Oh God, I really don't want to take any. Also, of I, I think I think I'm coming out of my shell, and I think I might be moving Chris Olave above Christian Watson, which is not like a hot that's actually like very much consensus. But I mean, I, I have Olave ahead of him. I was against that for a while. <laughs> um, they're close. They're in the same tier for me. Can I trade back? Nope. Frank tried that already. Yeah. Yeah. We, we know who you're going to take. Take a guy and move on. Who am I taking? Yeah. James Cook. Taking- you're taking Cook. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. I I hate I I hate this pick. I mean, I just I don't love it. He he's gonna be a pass catching back on this team in Buffalo. So like, I just don't know how much opportunity is there. As much as people hate Devin Singletary, he's gonna be there and he's gonna get his touches. I know Buffalo's you know wanted to get JD McKissick and then drafted James Cook in the second round so people are all excited about that 
I don't love it. And I definitely, I've seen James Cook go in the end of the first and I wouldn't do that with a 10 foot pole, but it, it, it kind of just is the 15 foot pole. I'm okay with it here. At what Maybe if pull or... I, I said, I said my range for Cook was 202 <laughs> to 204. So yeah, I yeah. my pull I'm at 211. James Cook goes, yeah, more towards 211 than <laughs> yeah. 204. <laughs> um, all right, but I'll, I'll save you here, Jake, and get you off the James Cook. I mean, the not, only other player that I was the only other player I was considering here is Trey McBride, but it just feels oh, like such not. a it just feels like such a reach at two. I was really hoping you just say the player that I'm about to take here and help me segue in, but it's fine. Wandell Robinson, I am taking. Oh, what? JT for some reason has such a love for Wandell Robinson; it makes no sense. He's my one eleven. He's my one eleven. That's absolutely in insane. Yeah. Tinder, Tinder girl, girl JT. JT has a five seven wide receiver at one eleven. I don't care that much about the height. It's the BMI, if anything. But, I mean, um, super productive wide receiver who got Five, taken seven. day two against two. Who do you – like, Trey McBride, I guess, is fine. But, like, he's a tight end. I, I don't think there's any tier one tight ends in this group. So, I think ultimately they're all going to end up in the wasteland. Um, running backs, like, I really liked Isaiah Spiller. But, I mean, the NFL kind of showed us that they don't Damian love Pierce. Isaiah Spiller. Nope. Never even thought about Damian Pierce. Um no, Ryan no. Robinson's my guy, but again, it's kind of you know, like I don't know who else you would want me to take other than Wandale Robinson here. To be honest, Mechie. Yeah, Mechie's nope. the answer. Well, here, Lewis, who you show me the two players that you're taking here, and we'll see. Uh, so I came between. One, I was between one. two of three guys, and it's three of the guys just listed. I'll make my first pick being Trey McBride. Um, yeah. uh, you made. I was really thought you were about to take him, so thank you. I was thinking um, of taking him at 201. Benjamin Paul saying, so, I love how everyone hates two, on Pickett. Two. Sorry, one second, Lewis. Benjamin Paul said, I love how everyone hates on Pickett, but doesn't feel just as sick about Watson, Dotson, and Sarah. I actually will listen to any argument after 106, because honestly, every time you hear, I'm taking X, dot, dot, dot. I, I kind of agree. Like, I, if you're taking Pickett versus Dotson versus Olave versus, they're kind of all just, so sorry, Lewis. In like I'll give you some credit. Yeah, I'll give you some credit before you make these picks. Um, and so 205, I was between Pierce and Mechie. I'm going to go Mechie uh, at 205. Oh, I like that pick. I like that pick. I almost took yeah, see, see, Mechie, Mechie is someone that I probably would have considered after Wandale, but now I'm on the board again after Trey McBride. I'm kind of upset you took Trey McBride. Um, all right, you know what? I'm just going to follow the board. I'm going to follow the board that I made, and that is telling me... Ooh, put, you put me in a tough spot because there's actually two people ranked right next to each other. Um, you go one of the running backs. Yeah, it's either it's either Brian Robinson or I think who I'm going to take. Nah, I'm not going to leak picks. I'm just going to go Brian Robinson. Doesn't make me feel. Like I, I just think situation banking on situation changing is not the best play, but I do think Josh Jacobs will be gone from the Raiders. Um, <laughs> this draft, this area of the draft is IDP rich. Yeah, I'm not, we're not, <laughs> you heathens! I, we're I'd rather be me. drafting IDP than than where I'm yeah. going to be picking at here. Oh God, what do I want here? Okay, I know what I'm going to do. At two oh seven, I'm going Alec Pierce. Fair enough. I'm um, a little bit farther it, down, but I think. Honestly, with what's left here, he has a better chance than most guys in Indy. 
opposite. I like that pick at two hundred seven. Michael Pittman. So, I yeah, I, no, I think that pick's fine. No issues with Alex Alec Pierce here. I'm gonna be taking Jalen Tober. Oh, that Ooh, feels high I, for Tober. I, I like that though. I, I, I like Jalen Tober. Um, I think the, the role that he's gonna be playing at in Dallas is nice. I don't love him, but I think it's a it's a nice little pick here in the back end of the second. He's like a he's like a budget Skymore. Um <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take Damian Pierce at two oh nine. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna just take an upside swing. Once again, it's a wacky profile. Definitely not one. But the thing is, this is because I like the tape on Damian Pierce. I'm fine taking him in the late second. I don't really want to take him where he's consensus going at that 204, 205 type of price because at least from what I've seen in drafts and what I've been able to do in my drafts where I can take a late first and a mid second trade up or trade out with a mid second. I'd almost rather try and do that than take Damian Pierce or take one of the the wide receivers that will be available in that early mid second range. But at two and I, I think it's, it's fine, especially because we've been wide receiver heavy in this mock. I think that's a really good pick at two and nine. Uh, again, this is a tough spot. I don't want to do it. Do, do it. it. Do it. What do you What do you think I'm about to do? I you're gonna you're take Jelani Woods. No, you're gonna no. take Brian Robinson. But I no, he's gonna, he's gonna I took, take a I took Brian Robinson. Uh, Isaiah Spiller. Jake, I oh, think yeah, you're I'm right. stupid. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking quarterback. Who? Which one? Oh, I'll take him. Go ahead, right, take Sam Howe. No, I'm taking Malik Willis. Malik. Okay. Uh, well, Tennessee. Well, I was going to take... At some point. <laughs> yeah, Joe Herbert. I'm not taking Justin Ross ahead of play, uh, wide receivers with day two draft capital as much as I love him. Um, I I just had to take Malik Willis here. He kind of fell far enough that I was like, all right, I'm willing to bite the bullet. Okay. All right, well, that leaves me up, and I'm going to take my quarterback as well. I'm going to take Max Corral. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, Because I was considering taking L QB. draft. Come on. Wait, what did he say? Yeah. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> what was the comment? Oh, for, actually, for the podcast listeners, I'm going to just run through the draft real quick for everyone. Um, so... Brees Hall went 101, Traylon Burks 102, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Jameson Williams, Kenneth Walker went 106, Sky Moore, Chris Olave, Kane Pickett, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson. Wrapping up 112, Frank went with David Bell. Um, then 201, Christian Watson, James Cook, Wandell Robinson, Trey McBride, John Mechie, Brian Robinson. 207 is Alec Pierce, uh, Jalen Tolbert, Damian Pierce, I just took Malik Willis at 210. Jake has taken Matt Corral at 211. And I probably should wait a second until we had 212 in. <laughs> that I think nice Spiller for the, slipped a bit uh, too far given his opportunity with a good offense. You're not going to find much love for Isaiah Spiller on this podcast, unfortunately. I was the Spiller guy, but it's just... I considered him here. I considered um, Spiller. He was the guy I thought other about him than too, Matt Corral, but... 
uh, I'd rather go the upside of quarterback. It's, it's just, it feels a lot like if you, you know, what's the thing? Like, um, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and again and expecting different results. Trey Sermon was a guy I really liked last year. Trey Sermon falls to a spot in San Fran, which a lot of people are like, oh, look at the opportunity he has. Trey Sermon goes in the second round. Trey Sermon doesn't do a lot. I, I feel like Isaiah Spiller is kind of in that similar area at this point, which hurts because I actually liked Isaiah Spiller more than Trey Sermon, but it doesn't feel that dissimilar. All right, Looney. Don't be the Knicks. Don't be the Knicks. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Knicks. Okay. <laughs> okay um, oh, am I going to get guilty into taking Spiller? I originally wasn't going to take him. Uh, no, I'm, this is a little bit of a wild card pick. I've warmed up on him a lot the past like week. Who's going with oh, stop it. Stop this. Oh. Was it because of that? that Lunas and the OTA hype. <laughs> I didn't. I haven't been able to keep up with OTA hype this week. I, I've missed a lot of it, including like the David Bell stuff. Um, I I was just reviewing a statement. I felt like I was a little bit too low on him originally pre-draft, and I think he's um, lined up to be the number two uh, running back in a backfield. Fournette historically hasn't always stayed healthy. Um, I think he can spell him on some plays. I think he can get a little bit of third down work. Uh, and I, I just feel a little bit better than I was between him and Spiller, and I just feel a little bit better uh, about White here at 212. Um, and then 301, I'm going to go Desmond Ritter, continuing oh, a little man. bit of the QB runs. That's, that's fine. Brian Robinson is this year's sermon. You may need to explain yourself a little bit, sir. I don't like any Brian Robinson slander here. I'll say they, bought, they probably both could be. I just I'm yeah I don't I don't I don't hugely disagree with that but you are getting Brian Robinson probably a full round if not more later than Sermon was last year. Yeah, where did I take him to? Two oh six. I took him two oh six. Sermon was like two oh two. Dude, we landed him in our draft where at three eleven. Did we get him that late? We got him late. I don't think we got him that three oh eight something like that. Oh, Brian, Brian Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the draft right now. Actually, we picked up Brian Robinson at three oh um seven. Okay, three oh seven. No, three oh eight. Three oh eight. That's yeah, a fine I... pick to take a sermon. <laughs> yeah, feels like I did jump the gun a little bit on Brian Robinson, but this is just a weird. Like I don't like any of the other running backs uh, this late. Oh, uh, I think I'm ready to shock the world. Oh boy. Spiller. Do I tip pig? Do I I'm between two people. And either one of them is gonna shock you guys. Tyrion Davis Price, or oh. the guy that I'm going to take, Taquan Thorne. No. Oh, I was hoping you would. <laughs> no. I was. I was considering all, Taekwon all the all the Taekwon Thornton hate I have. I mean, at the end of the day, he still is a day two wide receiver with no draft capital on the Patriots, and I don't love it, but it's the third round, and it's it's fine with me. Yes, goal. I almost just took him. I almost just took Tyrion Davis Price, and uh, maybe you're a little delayed because Rashad White um, just got drafted at two twelve. All right, Jake, who are you picking up? 
Ooh. I agree with you, Thornton, but I mean, again, we're talking in the third round. Like, who are we looking at here? Like, who's Jake? This, uh, why are you guys doing this to me? I, I don't like this. I keep getting stuck with the falling running backs, and I have to take them because <laughs> there's nobody else. Please take them. Please take them. At 303, I am going to do it. I, I, yeah, I don't hate it. it. I don't hate Isaiah Spiller here. Uh, I, I like he does have the upside, and I don't. I do think the Chargers is a good landing spot for him. I I think he'll complement next to Eckler nicely. It's just that his testing numbers are really nice. His film is very average. It's it's just blech. Hmm. I think it's fine here on a future episode. I think I consider him at, at 301 and 212. Right. At, the, at this pick, it's not bad. It's because yeah. you're putting close to no draft capital into him, so it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we're cringing. I, I think that pick is fine. In, no, in, this I, entire, I in this entire draft, it started with Kenneth Walker, and then it got me uh, James Cook, and now Isaiah Spiller, and that's the guy I was considering, Frank. <laughs> so yeah, Frank Woods. tipped Jelani Woods next, which is the guy I was going between here. I don't love Jelani Woods, but he got good draft capital, and the dude's a freaking Hulk out He's there. Very athletic. So I'll take it as like a taxi squad developmental guy. I think this is a little early for Jelani Woods, like in terms of where I would like to pick him. Like you know, if you were to aggregate pick values i i think jelani woods is more of like a mid to late third round value but with this class i listen people like Tyrion davis price i think he's pretty trash to be honest like, he's just a one-trick pony i feel like i'm taking um what's his name i don't think he's trash like, he, he does his power role well and that's what san francisco wants but I feel like you're taking a Malcolm Brown of the Rams a couple years ago. Maybe he has a couple good weeks. I just don't want to. I don't want to invest in that. I don't think it's a great investment long term. He, Tyrion Davis Price might increase the stock, and you might be able to sell him at some point. So I could be wrong. Um, I'm sure there'll be if, if real quick with uh, Davis Price. I I actually don't hate taking him like early there if you plan on trading him because. I can already tell and see, I feel like we all do that. He's going to get a ton of training camp hype. Like everyone's going to be like, oh, he might be the next 49ers back. And if you plan to train him on during training camp, I think that's fine. But like to keep him on your roster into the season, I probably wouldn't do. I have, I have an idea for a future episode of ours. We should go back and look at our last year's draft and just grade it like a last year's mock draft. Hmm. Okay. Around like this time. In this grade. I like and see how we did. What, like mm. the post-NFL draft one we did? Yep. Okay. See how we did. Just to give everyone an idea. Uh, I'm sure I took Terrace Marshall way too high. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happens. I don't know who the hell to take here. Um, Dude, this is a reach, but I'm doing it. Oh, that is a reach. Wow. Oh, my. We're going with Romeo Whoa. Dobbs. There's a couple other receivers that I kind of want to take. Um, Romeo Dobbs is one of them. I don't – dude, he's just got such a good opportunity in Green Bay. At this point, I, I, I'm willing to have opportunity increase someone's stock enough to where I take them. Um, I don't want to be too disrespectful, but he was not – he's not on my board. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was seeing my, four, on the my, board. my four round boards. <laughs> I can show you guys later. Anyways. Uh, I just, I'm not a Romeo Dobbs guy. I'm sorry. I mean, his tape is, is fine. I think it's good enough. You're just hoping that he gets that that Packers Rogers connection early, gets a chance, and presses in camp. Um, yeah. Does Jake get off the running back train, or is he sticking? What's going on, Pete Tadar? No, JT, I'm on the running back train once again in a class that I don't like the running backs. Yeah. I don't know how this is happening, but I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking Zemir oh, that White That's not here. the running back that I thought you were going to take. but um, Zemir White, I had him as my running back four pre-draft. I still like him. I think the Vegas fit is going to be interesting with Josh McDaniels. I do think that they're not sold on Josh Jacobs, and I think Zemir White is a guy that just really runs well between the tackles. He's a bruiser, and you're going to see it, and I, he's going to get the opportunity. Um, I don't think Drake uh, – what's his name? Kenyon Drake is really a threat to him. I I just I – just, I just like it here. 306, I think it's worth the upside. The only pick I really have my doubts about so far is where I took Brian Robinson. Um, but, all right. Moving on. Um, sorry, it's just looking back. I am actually going to take Greg Dolchich here. Mm-hmm. Tight end for oh, messed that up. Tight end for the Broncos. Um, I talked on this pod probably like two months ago about Albert O and how I felt about Albert O and I wanted to trade him for a second. I tried the Frank Mass trade, didn't really work out. Couldn't get a second for Albert O. But this is exactly why I wanted to trade him because I just think. People are going to say, oh, Alberto, he's you know more athletic or bigger or stuff. But I just think uh, looking at tight ends, I think Greg Dolchich is just the better tight end of the two. Um, plus, I, I, I don't know. I, I think this is a team that could run out multiple tight ends, even though they do have that three wide receiver group that they have, four if you put in KJ Hamler too. But this is just a, a very dynamic um, Denver offense. And with that, I'm just going to – grab a piece of it with Craig Dolchich in the late third. Um, so the these two picks might make JT throw up, but it's the end of the third round. Probably. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I can't really fault anyone too much. Um, just because he was a day two pick. Um, I know he's old. He's going to have every opportunity. To Here step comes in Vilas Jones. Vilas Jones. Stop oh, that it. Is, that is. <laughs> I really think it's in a bad pick. At the end of the third round? Yeah, I, he was a, still a day two receiver. Do you know Look, he played on the same college football I know, team I know, as Sam I Darnold, know, Ronald I Jones, and right, Jake Schuster? I, 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 know. I can't get as upset as Jake is here. I, I just I don't have it. It's, it's 308. All of these are dart throws at this point. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't hate it. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it. It's just he's so old. I mean, where, where, where did you have D. Askridge last year, Jake? Ah. I mean, DS mm. is a year younger than Vilas Jones was. One year. That yeah. I'm picking him at 308. That's a, it's, not, it's not like I'm saying like, oh, <laughs> sneak him in the second. <laughs> I knew Lunas was a Vilas Jones guy. Lunas <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> screams. That's so mean school dynasty, but it's very true. <laughs> uh what is it? I've actually normally not been into like the older prospects like that. I wasn't like a Najee. I'm trying to think who's an older prospect that I liked a lot. 
over the Tony. past couple of years. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm sure there was who Tony. Yeah, he ain't produced until late in his. his oh, oh, year. okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It's a fair one. Um, I mean, he's not that old, but right, yeah, he's still taking like here, Looney. Uh, I'll take Tyler Algier. That's who I thought Jake was going to model. Oh, yeah. no chance, no chance. The best running him. back of all time fell to three oh nine. In the turn of events, he already had Mike Davis. We, we can't be analyzing Tyler Algier, though. We can't take it. <laughs> yeah, for uh, those who don't who don't understand that reference, some guy commented on our Tyler Algier video that we we can't be commenting on Tyler Algier because we can't take a hit. <laughs> so, which look at Lunas. Lunas can take a hit. I've, I've been taking hits all pod today, man. Was, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm I'm going with that at uh, 309, which I'm I'm good with Tajir uh, at the end of the third round. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, much better than Velas fucking. Jones. I'm fine with Velas Jones. Yeah, I, too. I, I I'm not even... taking him. I'm not taking him anywhere higher than like end of the third, like not even mid early third. But I think end is fine. Yeah, yeah I'm struggling here. here um, I'm between three players to be fair. And I don't think either of them, any of them, feel great to pick here. I am going to go with Khalil Shakir. Right? He hasn't picked, picked yet. Okay, cool. I was considering him. Yeah, I'll tell you who I was considering in a second because we're about to wrap up the third round, and that's as far as we're going. I was. I, say, I really looked where he got. He was like a fifth rounder, but again, I'm fine with it at the end of the third round. Yeah, because I mean, all of these are dark throws. Like, I can't really shit on any pick at the end of the third round. Like, if you think they have a chance, they have a chance. Yeah, I would have taken him over Velas. Uh no, I don't know if I would have taken him over Velas. 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 Oh, Velas. so then my pick wasn't that bad. I, I thought no, I said I said I couldn't. I could not hate it as much. As oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't. I didn't love the pick. I, to be I mean, fair, he was on my board. It's not like, it's not like the board's looking great. I actually kind of like this part of the draft. Like, end of the third to the fourth. It's a good place to have your dart throws. I like it a heck of a lot more than the early second, mid-second. How is this happening? The players. <laughs> no. I... Running back again? Ah. Okay, Keonta, that's a, that's a fun pick. I like that pick. Yeah, I'm going to go Keonta I mean... Ingram. Um... You know, Chase Edmonds leaves. If they re-sign Connor, he's going to get a chance. Um, I'm going to go with Kyle Phillips. Um, this is a dude that I, I'm getting. The, this is the right guy. This is the guy that got drafted by San Francisco, correct? I'm not getting this wrong? Well, yeah, I think so. Danny Gray got drafted there. Danny Gray. Kyle... No, that's who I wanted. Danny Gray. Yeah. Kyle Phillips, you have me. I knew I was getting that wrong too. Yeah, Kyle Phillips is a defensive end who is a free agent. Um, yeah, Danny Gray. Uh, I I watched him not too. Oh no, here's Kyle Phillips for the Titans. Kyle Phillips is on the Titans. Yeah, no, I wanted I want Danny Gray, not Kyle Phillips. Um, I actually kind of like Danny Gray's film uh, at SMU. I. I like him, his film, more than Romeo Dobbs. Now, I took Romeo Dobbs earlier because of the situation. But Danny Gray is a dude that, come like the the, the fourth round, I like kind of snagging. Uh, I think yeah. he's a good little player. He's just a guy, 
you just I uh, you just believe in the talent because it's a weird situation. You're asking yourself, well, how the hell does he produce? Um, because he's behind probably Debo and Ayuk, and then he's going to be con- competing against that dude from Tennessee, Johnson, Juwan Johnson. So it's like, I think he's a fine player too. Go with the ball in his hands. I don't know where he fits in, but maybe he gets a role. Um, Thank you, Skull. Skull likes my picks, guys. I think it's- Joe Herbert is a bigger Traylon Brooks hater than I was Kadarius Tony, which is saying a lot. That's <laughs> hard to do. Yeah. Skull liked my picks too. So shout out Skull. He's, he's riding with us. All right. Well, there's the mock. <clears throat> do we want to run it real quick? Uh, yeah, I'll speed run it real quick. And then I'll throw in some honorable mentions if you guys also want to throw in honorable mentions at what the end. What do you mean? Like guys who... No, let's just, yeah, do it exactly. as a, let's just do it as a segment next week or something. Like... Oh, okay, okay. Dark throwy, dark Guys, throws. you should look at Yeah, like right, guys fine. in the fourth and Fair fifth enough. round. Yeah. Um, all right. Kicking us off at 101, Lewis picked Brees Hall. Then I took Traylon Burks, Drake London at three, Frank Garrett Wilson at four, Jameson Williams, Kenneth Walker at six, Sky Moore seven, Chris Olave, Kane Pickett, George Pickens at 110, Jahan Dotson, David Bell to wrap up the first round, Christian Watson, James Cook, Wandell Robinson at 203, Trey McBride, John Mechie, Brian Robinson, Alec Pierce at 207, Jalen Tolbert, Damian Pierce, Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Rashad White to wrap up. Uh, the second round at 212. Uh, then Lewis went with quarterback Desmond Ritter at 301, Taekwon Thornton, Isaiah Spiller, Jelani Woods, Romeo Dobbs, Zamir White at 306, Greg Dolchich, Velas or Velas Jones, I'm still not sure. He went at 308, Tyler Algier, Khalil Shakir, Keontae Ingram, and Danny Gray for Frank to wrap it up at 312. There's a lot right. of players I kind of like after that, actually. So Yeah, maybe, me as well. Um, maybe that is a good spot to be. All right, well, you guys ready to get in some team analyze? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Well, kicking off with Parker's team. Yeah, yeah here Parker's we go. Team. On the screen, team analyzer. Um, what's funny is that they're actually all from the same league. <laughs> We've analyzed so many teams from this league. Hold on, let me get this adjusted correctly. And boom. Um, all right, so the two teams we're analyzing are... Where's Lucas? Lucas's team here, right? And then what's the other one? Parker. 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 Who do you want to do first? Let's do Lucas. Stick with. All right, we're going. Lucas. All right, Lucas is a very interesting squad in this league. I agree. Um, I. It's. It, this squad could really go either way, in my opinion. Because, but. I mean, clearly he has a he has a big need for tight end, right? <clears throat> Without a tight end, that's going to be one of the big reasons why, um. There, there could be a bridge between you and other contenders. But literally every other portion of this team is very good, and it's a nice mix of young players and good veterans. Um, it's got two young running backs coming back next year uh, with Dobbins and ETN. Yeah, I really don't think you need to do much to this team. I think the only thing I would consider doing is moving off of one of the lower tier running backs like a Damian Harris, uh, even though I love him, Rashad Penny, Melvin Gordon, just because I, I think transitioning that into tight end or that plus draft capital into a non super young quarterback 
could be a pretty good move because then all of us, I mean, dude, even your quarterbacks are pretty far. I didn't even see you had yeah. Mariota. No, his team is, is deep. Um, you just I need to gonna... get a tight end. Just get a tight what, end. Who would be some of the tight ends you'd be targeting? Uh, what's like realistic? We're like, I want to get like, two. Maybe. I want to get two I, tight ends. I want um, Gasecki. You'd go after Gasecki? I'd go after Gasecki here. I think he's an option that's not too pricey. I think this Dolphins offense obviously is going to take another step forward here. Um, and I think he's a guy you can get for not too bad. I think he'll probably, like, like you said, you could probably get him for Damian Harris. And I think that's something you'd want also, to do. He, had, he has picked team. 209, right? If I'm, if you're in like the drafts and like you see oh, yeah, well, ride there at like 206, can maybe try to do something with Melvin Gordon and 209 to move up a couple spots or one of the other depth pieces to try to grab. Trey McBride, like moving up. He doesn't have many draft picks this, this year. But this he does have 209, which is why I'm saying maybe trade one of your depth pieces to move up like three or four spots into that mid-second. And That's take true. This... A, depth, a depth piece in 209 to snag Trey McBride probably is a good move here. To me, this is more of a team that's more like it's designed to kind of compete more so now. And I don't that's think Trey McBride yeah, is I going agree. to be a guy it's that gonna help now. contributes to you right away. I think you could get a cheap tight end, to be honest, like a, I don't know, scrolling down here, Zach Ertz. Um, if you're Great. looking to, to make a push, like, like Zach Ertz, I think, is someone that I would try and target, um, who, funnily enough, is also on Arizona. But I just think it's his his role right now. It's his rookie tight end, CG. Never, yeah. The thing right is, away. I want to pick up all, like, <clears throat> I don't want to just pick up Zach Ertz and be chilling or just pick up Trey McBride and then I'm chilling. I want yeah. to buy a nice upside tight end in a Trey McBride or a Cole Komet. Then I want to pick up a Zach Ertz. Then I want to pick up, like Joe Herbert just said, right? A Tanyan, a someone in that tier. Right? I want to have three tight ends more on this roster because you're right. This is you have to compete with these players. I like you the have Brevin to Jordan compete yourself. Um, Although I'm pretty sure I just traded for Brevin Jordan from this team. So, but the I, thing I is, like is that I like Tanyan as a buy. If you if you pick up yourself three decent tight ends. Um, that are oh, good God. value for, for Buck, and you just ride the end of Devontae Adams, Mike Evans. Um, Amari Cooper. Yeah, Amari oh, Cooper. Just ride these dudes into the sunset and just make sure you have a good mix of veteran and upside tight ends so that you don't you – don't, you're not in the position you are now where you're forced to have to, to get a tight end. No, I agree. Um, and that, I wouldn't even go as far as like like you need like like three. I think if you can grab two, like a veteran and a younger guy, like kind of what we mentioned, like maybe like I don't know who's a, like Tanyan and because I think Tanyan will like give you a solid season for this year, um, and you're able to get Tanya. someone young with upside. I might even buy some. I, I don't know. I, what about I, a guy? What about a guy? What about a guy like Injoku? Like. Do we believe in him at all with potentially Deshaun Watson for cheap here? I mean, insight. Didn't this team trade away in Joku? They did to move yeah. uh, up in last year's draft. Yeah, Which so was, I don't know how much. I think the last thing I might do is I, this is going to sound a little crazy, but I actually might pivot off of Marquise Hollywood Brown just because um, you could probably sell him pick up another veteran receiver, 
make up that value in tight end or more draft picks to then transition into tight ends, keep the slew of draft picks instead of trading them all for tight ends, right? You kind of keep the hoard you have now. And then you set yourself up where it's like, okay, if one of my veterans dies out and becomes trash, then I can fill in with my draft capital in a trade or a draft pick. And then if not, I still have draft picks to be flexible because right now, like, dude, this is a good team. This, this is a playoff ready team. Just get a tight end and you're chilling. Um, and I want to maximize the- values of, of young players, mainly at receiver. Would you guys try and move AJ Dillon? I know you talked about Damian Harris, Frank, but would you try and move AJ Dillon? I'd try to move. Um, one I was of those thinking back. about I'd it. consider it. I'd, I'd probably rather move Dylan than Hollywood. Um, I think the problem is, is that you're not going to fetch the. I think you're going to have a tough time fetching the price that Dylan is realistically worth. And I, I like having this slew of running backs as a contender, especially when absolutely because he yeah. he doesn't have he doesn't have a a um which call it a a Jonathan Taylor or. He does have a Dobbins. Even like a, a, a Zeke, right? Like he doesn't have that running back that's like, okay, this guy has proven he's going to be a beast. He has, okay, they probably should be beasts. I was going to say Dobbins, I think, will probably give you as good a season as like a Yeah, but you don't here. know that. You don't know I don't know. know. Yeah, no, it's projected. You know, his, projected. his most reliable as of right now running back for production 100% is Leonard Fournette. Even though he's not the most oh, valuable. I even... I didn't even see Fournette on his roster. Yeah, that's why. Like, I just you have a lot of running backs is my thing, and it's just. Well, that's why. That's why I'm okay with. Uh, I'd be a little bit more okay with moving because I mean, you got Fournette, Dobbins, Etn. I just think you'd have a better chance of trading Damian Harris or Rashad Penny for their value than you would trading. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't try. Oh no, yeah, Penny's no. value is down to. Like, yeah, but it's just who's, who's trading well right now out. a future first for AJ Dillon? I just don't think many people are doing that. Well, no, I, I don't AJ, think AJ you Dillon, have to. I'd be trying to move for like a player, like something that you mentioned. Um, like maybe, yeah, you could try to trade him into end. a tight end, yeah. But so I, I, I like having a ton of running backs, dude. Let the thing see. is, is that he mitigates the risk of his good upside running backs that are all coming off injuries, might I add, by having more upside running backs. You know, like if you have enough, some of them are going to hit. Some of them will miss, but some of them are going to hit, right? So, Keep Trade Cut says AJ Dillon gets you Zach Ertz and a 2023 mid second. And, and like it's 700 points more valuable on the AJ Dillon side. I think that's a trade I would definitely do if I was in his. You, you might be able to get a second and a third. This says a fourth rounder would even it out. But. A move like that, I, I, would, uh, I, I would make that move. Um, it depends on who has Zach Ertz because there might, if, if that Zach Ertz team is not a contender, they might be looking to try and get out it. Well, there's also probably a few people price. that are looking at. They're looking at Trey McBride at right. Um, I'm not going crazy. Trey McBride's on um, Arizona now, so they're like, oh look, they just drafted a tight end. Um, you know how, how much longer does Zach Ertz have in the tank? Where I still think he has a couple years and. You're kind of just replacing it with that mid-second rounder where I mean, is a there good a blue-chip tight end he could go after? Is there any consideration well, of going after a blue-chip? Who? Unless you're backing up the Brinks trucks for Kyle Pitts. Like, I don't... 
I wouldn't recommend. I mean, it. I I think the big the big tight end. I, like that that. He, I mean, I think the tight end after Kyle Pitts that you'd want to target that's actually a feasible option would be the move. Honestly, if you wanted to go out and get someone like Thank that, you. the thing is, I'd just rather trade for Komet at his price than the even over yeah. a little bit of his price than the move. I was really hoping you'd really? say Mark Andrews and just break the whole sell already. No, no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go with that. I wouldn't get Mark Andrews at this price, but I was hoping. But the, yeah, that's I think, why I think I, I'd like almost Dalton rather Schultz get be interesting. Who? Dalton Schultz. No, Dalton Schultz is another one I'm kind of wary of. They franchise tagged him. I think him and Gasecki, well, who Jake point. suggested he's, earlier, he's it's cheaper just... than like a guy like Gasecki. Though. Do you I have? He's not. No, he's not. Throw picks? He's not. Okay, mm. never mind. Then take it back. I assumed he was a little bit more of a discount than someone like Gasecki. No, I think both are... those guys are. I'm trying to fade those guys. See, I, don't, I just, I just think I, I. The other reason I want to pivot off Hollywood is that I feel like he's he's just going to be inconsistent old Hollywood, and it's like. When push comes to shove, he's going to be a flex player for you. Yeah. And I think that now there's not a 100% chance. I still think Hollywood will be a thousand yard receiver. But I think right now, Hollywood is reaching more of that price where he's like a 1200 yard receiver than he is a thousand yard receiver. You can get enough, you can trade for Jameson Crowder and a first for Hollywood. Move that first into a nice tight end or just keep it and hoard it. Um, because I just think your other receivers are better. And when you need to, to get younger at receiver, I'd love to have a slew of draft picks to do it with. I was thinking something like Hollywood for Jarvis and the 2024 first, which I think yeah. you could get done. That's not bad. I, I still, I still like Hollywood a lot. Um, I'm on the side where I'd probably trade Dylan before I trade Hollywood if I'm trying to, uh, capitalize let's on see, some we, let's see. Team, what is, okay, no, let's toast. is there a tight end that you can trade Hollywood kind of straight up for what's Hollywood's value at right now 46 round Rashad Bateman Mac Jones Derek Carr Cam Akers it's I mean he's spot. not too he's not too far behind TJ Hawkinson what on top of Hollywood do you have to do to get Hawkinson I don't want to get Hawkinson you don't like Hawkinson's over at this point. No, I mean they just keep bringing in more weapons. I I think he's just gonna. You I mean, gotta be one of those the, top options going? on. I think he will be. I think it's gonna be him and Jameson, and then uh, Amon Ra's the three. I think he'll be behind. That's part. Eventually, be behind Swift. That's part of why I almost want to just accrue that's value that. out of Hollywood and then buy three. T- that's kind of the other reason why I was saying like, okay, buy three tight ends. It's like. Three tight ends is a lot the, in one offseason, though. It's because he still has not, No, it's not crazy, dude. If you draft one at 209, if you buy Cole Komet, and then you buy Tanyan or someone if else. I, if I'm drafting know, one in the Joku, second, though, then I'm like, the Cole Komet part of it is where I'm like. Eh, yeah, I'm, but the I'm thing like is, if you're drafting a tight else. end, you're not expecting immediate production. Mm-hmm. I can, dude, you can no, trade but that's for that. Cole Komet, draft a tight end. All of a sudden, you have a great mix of good upside young players, good veterans, and now all of a sudden, because I'm thinking more more long term. It's like I'm trying to buy tight ends now so that I can keep the ball rolling for multiple seasons, right? That's why I want to pivot off Hollywood, because I, I think for the next two years, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, 
potentially even Robert Woods and a draft pick will be a good enough receiving core. And if you really need a receiver after trading off Hollywood, well, good thing you have all your first still. So you can easily maneuver into receiver. Might I add that the next class of receivers next year is pretty darn fucking good. Right? It is. Like, this is a very really strong class. Um, all right. You want to move on to the next team? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, the, dude, at the end of the day, just it, all, if all you did was traded for Zach Ertz, you would be fine. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. For context, this is a team that just missed the playoffs last year, I believe. Yeah, um, he he got, he got fucked with injuries. But you, he, like, <laughs> you really don't have to do anything crazy. If you just keep the squad by one tight end, draft a couple dart throws at the end of the draft, like a Jeremy Rucker, like, okay, you're fine. He's going to be set up. He is uh, first and two early seconds in the 2023 draft. Um, all right, let's go to Parker is cool. All right, here we go. Parker is cool. Um, all right, so he yeah. rebuilder. Honestly, if we're going like my first thoughts at looking at this team, obviously he has Deshaun Watson at quarterback and Kirk Cousins at quarterback. That's fine at quarterback. He's got his QB one and a very solid QB two. Um, in terms of running backs, he's going to take Brees Hall as the one on one here. Yep. So mm-hmm. that immediately fills that that RB one slot for him. He's still at one one off. Does, does, doesn't have a lot of depth following Brees Hall here, but then his he's going to have a very young, very good receiving core in whoever he takes at four and five, whether yeah. that's, you like know. Garrett Wilson, London. It's going to be one of, Wil- it's going to be one of Wilson, Burks, and London. London. And then maybe Jamison Williams. So... At, at five, yeah. so he's gonna. Or you pray build. that, or you pray that Kenneth Walker jumps into the top three uh, in the draft, and then some. I know probably. Won't. Well, see, this is this is a scenario where I think drafting Kenneth Walker to sell is actually viable. Um, because I mean, mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. I don't think this team is going to contend. No, no it's not going to contend this year. But it's year. it's it's not meant to contend this season. But I, I think, think I think we could be obviously right adding. Now. Adding three top five picks is is something that doesn't happen very often, and honestly, it's a, obviously it's not a great class. But we all agree that there's a drop off here after I guess the top four. So to get two of the top four, especially one having one being Brees Hall, it's a nice turnaround for this team, especially when you get Deshaun Watson back, hopefully off suspension. Yeah, I I agree. You just take BPA this year. You have two twenty three firsts that are both projected pretty early. Um, you just need to do the classic one year retool. Um, you need like you know those teams that you see on Reddit where there's just like all good young players. Like that's what you need to turn into. Is there um, anyone on his team that you'd be looking to sell this offseason before the season starts? Yeah, basically anything under Dallas Goddard, I am trying to sell everything. I don't want any of this. None of because at the even pick 16. Um now that could be a David Bell or something. So like play the market a little bit, play a rookie draft, but all of these players are not going to be relevant next year. There's like a 90% chance that all I, I, of them aren't going to be relevant. I, so I was going to say that that includes Kirk. No, but would you shop Kirk? 
I would I think shop that's, for that's it, the thing like, I'm like back and forth on. I don't think you'll get a price that you you want on Kirk here. The that's thing the, is, is that you're gonna have to wait until the mid season to get the price you want on Kirk. You're not gonna be able to get it right now. If a, if a contender loses one of their top quarterbacks and they don't have a good QB three, and you can squeeze out like a future first. Because at uh, the end of the day, keep trade cut is wrong. You will get a better price for Juju than you would for Kirk. And probably no, Dallas wouldn't. Goddard in a tight end premium as well. Goddard, maybe. I'd be surprised if you got more for Juju than Kirk. Dude, the thing is, no one wants to trade for Kirk Cousins. Every single season, <laughs> he's rumored to be not the quarterback there. It's Didn't actually starting... extension, though? I thought they just restructured his contract. Maybe I'm wrong. It may have been a restructure. Um, no, no, I think he got one or two years added on. It wasn't... I think it was. Yeah, but okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Are we talking Fugazi Fugazi years or are we talking like legit Uh, guaranteed guaranteed, guaranteed years? Guaranteed years. So I think if if you have someone loses who's expected to be a playoff team, loses one of their top two quarterbacks and they get desperate, this will be post 2023 draft. If you can ship them off for like trying to get a 25 first, like trying to tell them like, oh, it's the first two years away. And they're desperate trying to make a push for that particular season. I, I, I think, think that would be a great move. You should be able to get a 24 first. Well, this would be um this would be like next season, mid-season. So 2024 would be the most upcoming draft. Yeah. So I think well, it might be easier to get well, a Well, let me ask pick. you this. Would it ever be worth it to start offering out Kirk and oh, a no, third for a first? Pick. Or Kirk and a second for a first? Is, Not is a that second, worth it? Not a second. I wouldn't do the pick swap, but if you can do it for a third at that point, I think that's fine. Now, what if you did like Kirk in a second for a first and a third? One of those kind of kind of shindigs. Kirk and say the, it again, I guess Kirk. I guess the real question is: Is this team at the point? And it almost is: How much do you believe in Kirk Cousins long term? Are you at the point where you're just like, okay, I want to sell Kirk Cousins for his value because? I think you can still get a first for Kirk Cousins. It's just not going to be a sexy deal. It's not going to be fun. But you can I mean, do it if you give up a little bit. The issue is, like, if you're asking me who I'd rather have, Kenny Pickett or Kirk Cousins, I'd rather have Kirk Cousins. And so... Well, that's why you go for 24. Because he needs a 24. Yeah. He needs... Mm. By the way, I, mean, I, I, wanted to have myself, I wanted to correct myself earlier. Jake, you're right. For some reason, I was thinking a year ahead saying 25. I meant 2024. That's my fault. Also, this Parker does not have any 2024 picks. He has traded them all. Oh, so, do you go. ever trade down from pick five before the draft? Like, Where? Trade, I mean, we, we trade just... out. You trade out for a 24 first and a second. Trade out, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yes. For oh, that, for that like, for that return, for sure. That, yes. Um, depends who one hundred five I mean, is. Though. Well, I mean, I mean, if, yeah. if if Jameson is sitting there, I I feel pretty good yeah, just taking him and. I mean, no, I mean, you got I'm moving on. <laughs> Look, this is a team, although I originally said yes, but now I'm going to say no. Assuming that Wait, either no Traylon trading for the 2024 first and second. Because assuming that Traylon or Garrett Wilson is there, I just think we've seen it with the wide receivers. Like, they're just almost guaranteed. Like, if you hit on the right prospects, and I think both Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks are the right prospects, they're going to gain value, and you could just, like, like, look at Elijah Moore or look at 
Jalen Waddle or look at even Devonte Smith. Like, like these are all players that had solid seasons that you could trade for more than when you originally drafted them. And so with that, I think that's probably the easier way, especially with how this draft went and how people are looking at this rookie draft. Like there's just such a negative connotation and vibes around this that, I think you're better off just making the pick. But if it's Kenneth yeah, Walker, I think you better, Spain. if you take Kenneth Walker there, though, he better be off your team before the season starts. And you better gotten your value that way because there's there's no shot in picking Kenneth Walker at 105 and taking him into the season. Yeah, well, that's that's see, that's the scary sight is if Kenneth Walker is there at 105 because and you can't trade down for a halfway decent price, then you kind of are forced to pick him and hope to trade him. Yeah, uh, Joe Herbert Cousins has the best agent in the history of sports. The guy made insane amounts of money to be just above average. Yeah, yeah, great deals for him, Kirk Cousins. I mean, he just there, there's I, I wonder, desperation. The, the, he the thing with Kirk that's always been a thing throughout his entire career. His stats have made him look way better than like what he actually is. I'm sure Prime there's going to be people. Kirk. I'm sure there's going to be people so. that like like. 30 years from now, they look back. It's like, why did everyone shit on Kirk Cousins? Like, he had like 33 touchdowns to 10 picks. But then it's like, when you actually saw uh, him play, I, you could just I never think... win the big games. That's always been the thing with him. You could just never win the big games. He's he's fine. I just think, like, there's a lot of people who probably out there, I don't know, this might be straw man, but I think there's a lot of people out there who really like Derek Carr, where it's just, I mean, he's the same as Kirk Cousins. I mean, yeah, no, I view them similar, yeah. They're both in like See, the same too. I'm I'm looking at these draft picks, right? So yep. you're gonna get a running back in Brees Hall, and you're gonna get two receivers. Do you ever trade out of one on one? I don't think no, so. No, I'm taking Brees I don't Hall. Think it's worth it. I'm taking Brees Hall. Um, even even if you don't really like Brees Hall, if you just hold on to him and wait a couple of weeks, you'll probably be able to get even more value for him. What if I offered you? Uh, it's tough with Brees Hall. Like, Drafting uh, a player. Freedom is bad process, in my opinion. I I used to think that until I did it. Yeah, and it kind of works. I, I could I could I could have traded <laughs> Terrence Marshall for so much more than what I drafted him. I mean, and I yeah, did. it's I mean, it's just oh. I, I think it's just because the dynasty community has become so much more reactionary uh, to players, which kind of makes it easy. Like when we say like don't follow like training camp, I honestly kind of use it to your advantage. Like if you think someone's getting like too much hype and their value is going up, that's the time to sell and vice versa. Like, oh, chase all these drops, buy them then. Like it's so. Um, well, Frank, you did it with a few players. You did it with both uh, Jalen Rager and then Trey Sermon in back-to-back drafts, right? I've done it with Sermon, Rager, um, what's his name, Arcega Whiteside. Um, oh my God! There's so many. I, Sorry, I, I can't even think of. Um, Preston Williams. Um, I mean, I did it with James Robinson in a league, which obviously didn't work out. Um, I do. I can't even. Like literally, I've drafted so many rookies and traded traded them after the rookie draft. The thing is, is that you have to remember. Just because it's not a pick anymore doesn't mean that rookie players aren't liquid. It still follows the same theory of every player, every dynasty manager wants good young players. And not that rookies are automatically great or good players, but they're valued as they're pretty good. So, 
And but, I mean, I don't know. You, you, it's it is rookie, tough to time the these, market. You just can't get too attached. These rookie values fluctuate so much during training camp and preseason. Dude, um, even the beginning of the season. Off like bullshit. Remember Rondo more the first couple weeks of the season? He was worth at least a first. Oh, yeah. You could have traded more. him for a first plus, yeah. Um, I, I mean, that. every rookie, too. barring you have like a catastrophic rookie year, has some crazy fluctuations. And if they're good prospects, even Rager, it's not like he went down to zero instantly. Oh, yeah, you no, can you can get out. You still were able to get like a, I think it was a mid-second for him after his rookie year. Or like yeah. A, the question, see, the problem I have with this team is that if if one of these receivers he takes at, at 104 and 105 doesn't pan out, that hurts the plan so much because as of right now, let's say we have, let's say this, this 2023 pick two and 2023 pick five are even like pick seven and nine in 2023 first round. That's still two pretty darn good players. You can easily have an RB one, a slew of pretty nice receivers in Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, Devonte Smith. Right and and Juju, and and Juju plus another receiver next year. So there's five good receivers. Take a running back in the draft or trade out for a running back. All of a sudden you have a core, but it still comes down to this back end of shit. Which I mean, I think you can fill that back end in with a lot of underpriced, underappreciated vets to an extent. Where you can go out and you can get the likes of a Jamison Crowder or a Landry, even Jar- or even Jar- Jarvis Landry is a little more expensive at this point. But you know, guys like that. Would you guys ever? I, I'm sorry, I'm just stuck here. Like, would you ever trade that one on one for the likes of Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields? Like, because I mean, yeah, yeah. Cut says you can. And, yeah, I, yeah. The thing is, I've seen people try to trade one on one. I've never really seen many people do it very successfully. I, I think you have a better chance. I, I would I would try. I mean, when you're a rebuilder, everything's for sale. If you can overpay anything. I've seen two straight up worths one-on-one for player trades. Uh, one of them happened in our league with Swift. I saw it in another one with Najee Harris. Those have been the two one-on-one trades I've seen with this year's one-on-one pick. I, I still think that's kind of debatable whether that's a win or not, though. I, I didn't say whether it's a win or not. I, I just said those are the two I've seen. I, honestly, I think the biggest crux is that once it, like, honestly, the line needs to be higher. Maybe it is with Kirk Cousins and Juju and Goddard. You somehow need to stack some mid-round picks and not even to pick players with them so that you can trade them and buy back-end flex players and an RB3, because that's going to be the issue. You're actually going to have a nice little core if you keep on to your top five, top six rookie picks and just pick good players. You're going to have a pretty decent starting lineup. But, and this is the problem with all those teams on Reddit that are all good and young in the starting lineup. Well, yeah. what do you look like on the back end? Yeah. You know, you have two injuries and all of a sudden your your draft pick that you traded away going all in is now 103, Right. Mm-hmm. But my advice is a lot of times you just kind of have to pencil in what you think your lineup's going to be for the season. Just like cross off two or three, you know, two or three random ones aren't going to be there come postseason time. Majority of the time, you're going to be, and it sometimes is your star. Um, we've missed, we've seen some like the top running backs, like 
McCaffrey, Barkley, Dalvin Cook, like everyone misses time. There's going to be a point where you need to fill in for one or two, maybe even three like stars on your roster. I know all four of us have seen it multiple years in a row. I mean, the team that we saw literally just earlier had going into the season, they had their top two running backs, Dobbins and Etienne. Etienne and Dobbins. Yeah. So Do you ever sell Devontae, Devontae yeah, Smith? Yeah. Well, you know how yes. it is. No. But yeah, yeah, no. Yes, yes absolutely. He's the second wide receiver on this Eagles offense. and it's... That isn't going to pass the ball. Yes, you sell Devontae Smith. Again, I think that's already incorporated into his value now, though. No, it's not. He's like wide receiver 20-something. Like, I don't yeah, think it's not. That... Yeah. I, and I think, again, it's how much? about Hurts. 22. He's 22. He's it's not like he's 28. Like... Unless you have Chris think... Godwin, who do you like more, Chris Godwin or Devontae Smith? Exactly. Uh, Godwin? No, exactly. Probably. But I still, I think it's close. They're right next to each other. Yeah, they're ranked like two points away from each other. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I mean, I think it's close. All, all right, Lunas. Uh, Devontae Smith or Hollywood Brown? Devontae Smith. Devontae uh, Smith, Mike Evans. like Devontae. For Dynasty Devontae, for next you year. You know what the other problem with this team is? Is that we need more backup running backs. Oh, yeah, his running back depth is that's a, zero. That's a no, future. I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking about oh, literal on up. NFL team backup running backs. You're talking about picking them up right now? Because I like that idea. Just pick up. Yeah, like going off of a dude... I, I like because you just need to create value somehow and and come the beginning of the season being a seller while everyone else wants to compete is a huge advantage which is why I wouldn't be opposed even though I like guys like Devonte Smith Juju Goddard Cousins at their price being a seller come the beginning of the season gives you in most leagues a lot of leverage because everyone wants to win the championship at the beginning of the year so Juju, okay, let's just take Devontae Smith. Let's say let's say that Devontae Smith is worth a random 2024 first and what, a second? Is that a fair price for him? Feels first a and a second for Devontae second. Smith? Too high. I think that's around fair. Okay, a first right, so and a maybe, third? Maybe it is around fair. First and third, I think, is, yeah. I probably yeah. wouldn't accept the first and a third. The first and a second. That's there's no way that's, that's his I'd value go. though. Well, let's just What's okay, his, let's say yeah. Let's, let's just put it in. What do we got here? Devonte Smith, twenty twenty four, late first. Twenty twenty four, late second. What are we thinking? Okay, Devonte Smith is apparently more valuable than this. This is the situation, actually, exactly that you want to be in. Because now you can stack on another second or another third or something. And all of a sudden, you have a trade that is like pretty favorable for you long term. And then the other dude is getting a good receiver to fill in, fill in his lineup at the beginning of the season. Like this is really only achievable with the good young players to get those slightly consensus overpays. You somehow need to walk waltz your way into some of those. And it's going to be fucking annoying. But you just have to offer out a ton of trades on all of your players. Yeah. I wouldn't hate trying to get those backup running backs for super cheap or even free off waivers, though. Like, a, am thinking 
the likes of Benny Snell, Chris Carson. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, but I, I don't like buying them now when he's like not really trying well, to Well, dude, you need, you need all these receivers well, that the point suck is you're not, need the, to be running the, backs like that. Right. The point is that you can use – if now you have Chris Carson, you got him for a few fab on, on the waiver wire or, or a, fi- or a fifth, fifth round, round pick, whatever it is, whatever it may be. And the guy that has Kenneth Walker – or the guy that has Rashad Penny goes down, and now Chris Carson's actually yeah. a relevant running back again. You say, okay, I'll take a third. That's and you fair. just turn nah. nothing into a third-round pick. That's fair. And then also there's like guys at the end of the fourth, fifth, that I think will be backups in like Ty Chandler in Minnesota. If you can get him in like the fifth round. I'm Brooks. saying fifth-round I mean, dart throws that I think will be backup running backs. So I think Madison's going to go I mean, you need there. to do a combination of everything because yeah. uh, for all those running backs. I mean – a, if they pan out and you can't sell them, I mean, what what if you waltz your way into a potential James Conner-esque type of scenario? Okay, all of a sudden you've solved your no running back issue, and then B, like you guys are saying, if you get if you get a, if you waltz your way into a Donta Foreman, okay, you can sell him for a third, potentially more than a third, and now you've created that third that you need, so that next season you can trade that third for a flex receiver like a Jamison Crowder or for that JD McKissick to fill in your RB4 spot. Like those are the types of moves that can, that can help you become a playoff team shortly. And the, and the best way to do that is by trying to trade these crap players for, for rookie picks. So yeah, I'd be hard selling everything here. Um, I mean, right. I guess the, the only question really with, with these guys is if it's worth holding until the season starts to try and sell to see if their price goes up. I don't hate that idea, depending on who. If they have, like, a strong... Like, Robert Tanyan right now is probably worth a third-round pick. Do you ever oh, get more than a third by holding you, him? You definitely wait until the yeah. season for Tanyan. A thousand percent. Mm. Just because the tight, yeah, there's no... There's no tight ends. If he has two touchdowns in the first three weeks, he's going to be worth more. Yeah. I still think he's undervalued. I'm still going to buy him in our uh, stock thing before the season starts because I think it'll go up. Um, yeah, you just you, you need to like just look at depth charts and pick up random running backs because all these players need to need to try and be running backs. Um, I mean, it also depends on how thin your waivers are. If they're super thin, you're not going to be able to do that. Like in our orphan league, the waivers are ridiculously thin. But I don't think this roster size is all that big, or you don't have enough players. <laughs> I think they're similarly. You could get tight ends for for nothing um, that you could just add to, like a Jacob Harris, OJ Howard kind of player just those guys at the end that could yeah. amount to something but a the, lot of free things that you could just pick up yeah the those those back end wide receivers like the the hit rate on them to sell them into anything is just so much lower than the other positions and your roster i it's not that you can't have any of them if they're a good enough player then fine Right, like if you really think your, I don't know, Olamide Zacchaeus is going to be the next Tim Patrick, like okay, go ahead, hold him. But you have too many of them. <laughs> what a comparison! 
you know, your your whole back end is filled with Michael Scarn, Josh Gordon, all this crap. None of these guys are ever going to increase their stock enough to where you can sell them for two thirds. No. I mean, maybe at their very ceiling case. I'm surprised he's one third for some of those guys you just said. Um, but yeah, I mean that that's my main input. Um, anything else we want to add, or is this a good place to cut it off? That's a good place to cut it. It looks like. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, catch us tomorrow at seven thirty. We're doing the Dynasty Stock Market. Um, but yeah, another episode. See you guys. Thank you, Thanks everyone for watching.